Hello. Welcome to What's the Tea. I'm R to the E-G. And I'm fired as the engineer of the show, Nick Duke. Girl, no, you're not. I do plan on going back and like editing the show so it doesn't start over at the end. I just really have been sulking about the whole ordeal. Hit my fucking theme music. <laughs> this don't make no goddamn sense. No goddamn sense. No goddamn sense. Ugh. Okay. So, I was trying to use Anchor to record the show, right? But I didn't do enough research. So, Anchor gives you, unless you download the app, it gives you 30 minutes at a time. I did not download the app. I was trying to record from the website, which would have been fine because you can just add the 30-minute clippings together to make one show, right? Would have been fine, but I fucking don't know what I did. I added the beginning of the show twice and cut out the end of the show. And then on top of all of that, your RSS feed changes because it's Anchor. So at one point, I was frantically trying to get rid of one of the RSS feeds because now we have two. And I'm trying to like merge our new RSS feed with the old one. So it's not two entities called What's the Tea on Spotify and everywhere else putting out a podcast. <sighs> Reginald. <laughs> yes. That shit was not easy. And when I finally <laughs> fucking figured it out, I just was like, fuck it, I'm deleting this shit. But I had to like download the audio from the Anchor website and then get it into a format where I could put it into GarageBand and export it to iTunes. All of this, I probably could have done in like 20 minutes on my work laptop, but the only time I open up this fucking MacBook is to record this show. So I'm like, I don't even know how these fucking buttons work. Like, <laughs> right click, nigga. Like, what the fuck? Oh no. So I was like, you know what? I'm gonna figure this shit out. And I tried to email somebody and they didn't, you know, respond or whatever. And eventually I did it, it just was fucked up. So, technology was not my friend, but I was not going to give up. Y'all were going to get a fucking show, and eventually it happened, and I'm going to go and, you know, take off the beginning of the show at the end of that clip, but I can't save the ending of that show. And we had, like, read Karen's email, like, twice, and it didn't make the fucking show. Like, it cuts out right before I... And I felt so bad. Like, Karen, I I read it twice, and it didn't even make so the show. Disrespectful. <laughs> so disrespectful. It was such a beautiful email, too. It really was. And we were, like, hella emotional behind it. So, like, we were like, we don't care that we read it twice because we really needed to hear it. So I'm going to read it a again. Well, a third time. But for the for y'all, first time. The email titled, I love y'all. What's up to my two favorite people? I just want to let y'all know that I love you both and I stand for both of you. I'm like a stalker who listens and admires you two from afar, but just wanted to let you know that I am here. Your show has helped me get through this Panda Express with all the laughter and love you two have for one another. Reggie, you, sir, are amazing. Every time I turn around, I see you doing more great things. Know that I'm proud of you, and I will always be cheering for you in my corner of the world. Okay, I'm emotional, and this is like, like I'm about to cry the fourth again. time I've read this email. Keep keep stay keeping them thirsty with them pics on Instagram, and don't forget the old Negro saying, "Keep putting your foot on these hoes' necks and don't let up." Nick, you two are also amazing. I've been seeing you singing and posting your fine auntie pics online. Let these little girls know that you too can be as fine as me when you grow up. You know I'm always rooting for you no matter what you do in life. Just so you know, I too would fall asleep on your boobs. Love, Karen. This is Karen from The Black Eye Who Tips. Say that again. And my friend, IRL. Thank you so, so much, Karen. I'm on a, a social media break right now for the uh, <laughs> indeterminate amount of time. I'm about to change my profile to professional lurker because y'all be sending me all these damn memes and tweets. And I'm like, Ugh, I'm not about to re-download this motherfucking app on my phone. <laughs> but some of this shit is funny. It is. It really is. Um, and then I we, do miss it. And we have then... So the... All of that didn't make no goddamn sense. Obviously, we're reading feedback now. We have a voicemail that obviously didn't get played last time, so I'm going to play that now. 
Ponder replay. Here now. Hello, Nick, Drew, and R to the Edgy. This is Natasha P. Um, just calling with a random bit of nonsense. So when these stories were came out about Ellen Pompeo and, you know, her telling her story of triumph, I guess, over Denzel Washington, I um, kind of remember that folks kept saying she had a black husband, but I didn't know what he looked like. And I Googled her husband, and the first picture came up was him with a bayang. And I've been inconsolable ever since, and I feel like that explains a whole lot. Love you guys. Hope you're having a fantastic day. Not the bayang. Oh, 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 oh. Fuck no. <laughs> Did that come out this year? That was last that year. That was last year. Oh, thank you so much, Natasha. That lady... Uh... I... Of all of all that 2020 has taken away from us, if we had to endure all of that to get not the bayang, I'm actually okay with it. Right, right, yes, truly. That shit is ugly. The fuck, take it out, bitch. Uh oh, whoa, whoa. <laughs> there was so much rage, like not the bayang. Not the bayang. She ain't finna cut no fucking bang. Yeah, bang. <laughs> Thin ass fucking hair. She's so mad. Uh, I, oh, like, that lady is terrible. I followed her for like 72 hours and then fucking. Oh, good for you. I just like every go. day, especially every other every other Monday, every other uh, fifth Monday when we record the show. <laughs> I'm just Tuesday. reminded. That being black is like it's elite lit. as fuck. It's wildly lit. Super lit. Elite as fuck. Uh, we also got some comments. Um, so I am afraid to try solo podcasting. Um, and I was going to tell you that I'm not something and I'm not this and not that. But I fucking wrote something for a Patreon about the Great British Baking Show or Bake Off or whatever. Um, and a couple of people had some comments. Uh, this is exactly a, because you should be a solo podcaster. Uh, no, uh, this is not what this is. Don't even try it, bitch. Uh, this is also from Natasha. This is why I love you. I absolutely love GBBS, and I'm always rooting for the melanin in the room. Now, I knew Trini Homeboy was gonna be an early out because he, oh, spoiler, sorry. Uh, because he consistently has a hard time finishing, but was hoping Roshika would be there for the long haul. Sorry, y'all. I'm sorry. Uh, Paul Hollywood still makes my eyes and low-key my loins happy. And I want to go eyeglass frame shopping with Prue. Which contestants are rubbing you the wrong way? And it it was Lizzie um, and Amanda. Uh, but I'm, I'm doing a podcast about the great british bake-off with the homies from stays crunchy and milk um the internet's tayrell and i always fuck up the numbers and aunt so um it's on their regular feed but it goes to their patrons first and it stays crunchy and in, in milk crunchy with the cake which you should be listening to because i fucking love those guys um but we've been doing a wrap-up of the great british baking show over there and so for our patrons, I just wrote a thing about my experience watching the show this season. Um, Kelly commented, love GBBS. I haven't started the latest season here for the GBBS content. So maybe I'll do more things like this. And maybe my podcast partner will write something. Highly doubtable. But that's good. Well, anything's possible. <laughs> I will also repeat my joke from last week because it was funny. And I will say, I've never heard of a Trini man having a difficult time finishing anything. Oh, 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 oh. We got an email on our website. Every time we get a website, like an email, because it's on Squarespace, and they're like, Squarespace. I'm like, oh, Lord. What this do is we spam. owe you? Yeah. Oh, Lord. We got hacked. Oh, Jesus. And it's like, oh, no. Someone sent us a real email. Because most of the time it's like, up, up, upgrade your SEO. Right. And I'm like, nigga, we are not a fucking startup. Like, no. 
Um, this is a listener that has written us before. Uh, just jazz. I'm gonna just say. Uh, it's called a note from across the pond. Hey, from the UK again. Not sure if y'all remember. Definitely do. But I wrote in a while back that y'all were curing my homesickness, which of course is still true. Heart. Oh. Anyways, had a few things to say and figured I'd write in. Number one. This Don't Make No Goddamn Sense is the best segment of any podcast in my rotation. <laughs> Reggie truly puts his entire foot in the theme song, and it's no wonder he's a Tony Award winner. Nick, <laughs> you are an actual saint for dealing with all that condo nonsense. As someone looking to get on the property ladder soon, it's horrifying how much management companies suck. Listen. Uh, number three, I started listening to the Stays Crunchy and Milk creme patissier episodes and hearing other black people chat about baking is honestly so healing even if y'all do romanticize it trust me living here is so ghetto (laughs) (laughs) no don't take it away from me let me off my english meadow with a lovely tent (laughs) i want a white refrigerator in london I'm flying home in a few weeks to see my family after two years away and can honestly say y'all make me feel like I still have a place in the culture and places I hold so dear. That segment about the 15-minute Cortado, I don't know if it was at a Gregory's Cafe, but the way they were playing with your patience definitely feels like it. I'll wrap this up by thanking y'all again for all the laughs and good times you bring your audience. It's truly a highlight of my week. Looking forward to hitting up a live show when and if y'all have one. Love, Jazz. IDK, how I get a cousin application, but I bake a mean set of chocolate chicken cousin. Y'all have to bake, but if you do, send us some. Hey, cousin. Uh, You know that whatever the live show is, it's just going to be uh, niggas lying on your, on your no, breasts it's while not. you sing them Korean Bailey Ray songs. <laughs> oh, it's, uh, we're in a pandemic. No. Um, so the way they can you- have a mask on girl, you better stop. Don't block your blessings. So the way that Monique became our cousin is that she just wrote us all the time and we started calling her cousin. So, you know, this is like your second, third time writing in. Cousin, cousin you up. All right. Um, What's the tea? Girl, my kitchen. <laughs> you still ain't got no kitchen? I'm gonna, the... The you know, I have a completionist gene, so I, I want to tell everybody how it ended. So, last week, I don't remember where we were, but like somebody had came and got the fans. So, I had those industrialized fans for a few days. They came and got the fans and then came back the next day and were fixing it. But nobody has communicated with me that the people who are patching the walls have to come back. So I come home to like mix match paint, fucking shoddy, not mix match, baby, shoddy fucking patchwork. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Like, there's a, I'm calling it a kick plate, but whatever this little piece of wood, trim, it's all cracked and shit. My fucking, uh, my stove and oven don't work. And I noticed at nine o'clock that night that my fucking refrigerator was out. So something is happening to one of the outlets in there and it trips that outlet. And that outlet is connected to the refrigerator and everything on the other side of that wall. So um, I have to have an electrician come out because it has something to do with the dishwasher, but I don't use that motherfucking dishwasher. I said all this, so whatever. They still worried about the goddamn dishwasher? (laughs) That shit ain't worked since I moved in. Like the the home inspector got it to work and then that it hasn't worked since. One time I tried to turn it on and it tripped the power. So there's some, I think it's the guy who fixed my wall said he thinks it's all wired to that one outlet and it's just too much shit. So it needs to be rewired. So the dishwasher is on another circuit. I don't fucking know. Uh-huh. Um, so I still have like a fake kitchen. It's like everything's put together. I can light the burner because it's a gas stove, but the oven doesn't work and I have to like finagle some shit, go get an extension cord to plug my fucking refrigerator in before it defrosts and I lose everything. Uh, And then I sent an email with some pictures like, what the fuck? Like, this 
the paint don't match. Like it's the wall ain't patched up right. Like what the fuck is going on? And so she yeah. she trying to be a manager now, and she went forwarded to the dude who did it. Like, can you address this immediately? And then I went downstairs while the smart people were still working to get an extension cord for the refrigerator. And she was on the phone, so she's trying to like be the manager. She before I even got down there, she had called downstairs to be like, give Nicole a, an extension cord for a refrigerator. So you know, yay. Um, I'm still mad. Um, so. The guy, poor guy, emails back. He's like, well, the work is not finished. That's primer. And I'm looking for materials, yada, yada, yada. Which is all fine. But no one fucking told me there was no note. I didn't get an email from the building engineer. Like, he just left. So I thought he was done. Mm-mm. No, you got to communicate that to me, right. partner. So he was here. The next day I came back, I'm in here getting high off paint fumes with old boy. Um, and he was just like, he was like, it's whatever, it's fine. He started explaining shit. I was like, it's fine. Nobody told me. Nah, I know. We're all good. So he's like, the paint is the same, but it looks different because the paint on your walls is old. And I'm just standing there. We're just like the fucking puffy jiff. I'm just standing there because I'm like, none of this is my fucking problem. I don't, know I don't give a fuck, nigga. Right. Like, thank you for letting me know what you want me to do. So he was like, so I'm just going to paint the whole wall. I'm like, yeah. Well, there was there shouldn't be another option. If you can't match the paint, you have to paint the whole wall. Okay. So he did, and you know, happily ever after, like everything's fine. Now, I knew everything would be fine, and I knew it was going to be a couple of weeks of a mess. But just like at the tail end of my worst year ever, that shit hit me like a ton of bricks, and I lost it. Like I, I think that I. Pulled myself back together to go see y'all in New York. And not y'all, but people. I was like, uh, really? People in New York. Uh, and, and then I just fell apart again. And everything's fine. And it feels like I stubbed my toe. I'm crying. But, like, I stubbed my toe after it rained out my hairdo. And I broke a shoe. And I fell and scraped my elbow. Like, you know, like a whole lot of shit happened prior to this. You broke your shoe? No, it was. It's a metaphor for the year. That oh, we I was had. like, oh my god! It's a, it's a metaphor. <laughs> oh, oh, you, oh, you giving uh, uh, metaphors and shit right. and similes and shit. Right. It just after everything I have been through, this one thing broke me. I think that is okay. Yeah, I just feel like I don't know. I feel crunchy because it wasn't that big of a deal, but it was, it fucking was. And it was hella inconvenient. Like I had a really bad year. Why did it have to end on a shitty note too? I agree. I agree. The, we, we are owed better. Also like, yeah, we're owed better. But it's winning season and you know, could be worse. Yeah, but it could be better too. Yeah, it could fuck. be a whole lot fucking better. Anyway, what's the tea? Lord Jesus, uh, what is the damn tea? The tea, <sighs> I'm tired. <laughs> Truth is, I'm tired. I'm tired. Uh, no, I feel like that Kelly Price song. <laughs> tired. Remember um, when Kelly Price was fucking missing? Is she still missing? No. They found her. Mm-hmm. She basically was in getting into it with her family and they wasn't they were asking people that she don't fuck with about her whereabouts instead of you know like the reason they couldn't find her was partly due to the fact that she doesn't speak to them. <laughs> oh. But the whole okay. time she was like I'm fine. All right, girl. <laughs> um no, I don't. I I sent you all that clip. I I'm I continue to just be like, not at all surprised by reality TV shows these days anymore. What um, was it called? What were they called? Love Trap. Yes, baby. So people, you know, I I do this thing now on Twitter where I start to look at the replies and the quote tweets before I retweet something. Because I don't want to oh, be caught. I, I'm not trying to be caught out here. And most of the time, the answers that you seek are in the replies. So people are trying to say that it's fake or whatever. But, like, 
even so, the skit was funny as fuck. But I have a grievance. Why did the one that looked like she had <laughs> a fucking touch of melanin get dropped through the floor? Why did she warp? Apparently, um, I I hope it's not real because it it doesn't make any sense <laughs> that someone's trying to. Unless it's like I don't know, unless it's like love connection where you're trying to like at the end of the episode go on a date. In, um, in my opinion, it's kind of like the regular Bachelor, except that they have planted women in. I mean, it's the same shit. That there are women in there who don't, who are not there for the right reasons, and but in this show, they're going to talk about it in real life and let the Bachelor tell you which one of these hoes already has a boyfriend. So, they said, "Who do you think is a love trap?" And he was like. Quanisha the is black a love bitch. <laughs> she, no, if anything, like her grandmother, her great great grandmother was a Negro. She was like a octoroon, this chick. And the floor opened up and swallowed <laughs> her whole, like Jonah and the fucking whale. Their faces, though, like the the replies are gold. They are fucking gold. Yeah. And I gold. kept seeing gold. it come gold. down my timeline, and I was like, what the fuck is this? And I finally watched that shit today, and I was screaming. Yeah, I I hope it's not real. Uh, <laughs> but if it is, I will put it on my watch list um, for sometime in November. It, I. It looks like it's in the UK from their accent somewhere, so maybe Jack could give us the, the hookah. Come on, cousin. Yeah. Is Love Trap a real show? I definitely think I'm holding firm on my boycott of Michelle's uh, season. Um, I've, I've been watching it. If you'd like me to do a spoiler three rundown, I would. Okay. I I would love I would love a little rundown, and I will just say that like my reticence is solely and completely rooted in the fact that like a I'm in a uh, in, in a bit of a trust drought. Come on. Uh, um, <laughs> I declare a moratorium on vulnerability. <laughs> um, I declare a moratorium of opening anything but my hand for your coins. Um, but I think just like, I and I said this, I think I might have said this, watching F-Boy Island really actually kind of <laughs> fucked with me. I mean, it's the same show. Like, it's just one of them doesn't lie about what it is. Exactly, exactly. F-Boy Island is actually telling you the truth about, like, what's happening, and I just don't want any of those white men to hurt her. Yes. Uh, so, I, too, had some holdouts about watching it, because mainly, I really enjoy Michelle. I think she's a wonderful young lady. I'm actually glad Matt didn't choose her. Honestly. Oh yeah, he would he would have treated her terribly. But the only reason why I was sad about it because she really had feelings for him, I think. Um, but then I think she, you know, black black women notoriously aren't treated well, whether they are the picker or being picked on this franchise. This franchise has a race problem. Even their little things that they've tried to do to resolve their race problem, you you can't you can't fix a problem with white executives and white people producing and paying the money or whatever. So they, they've come a long way, but they're never going to fix their race problem um, because no. they don't understand optics. Um, from I don't think they really believe that they have one. They think they have a representation problem, but not a structural racism problem. Like America. I mean, fact. So I, I don't think that they can ever understand optics enough to understand why we don't, didn't, and never do need a black bachelor unless all of the bachelorettes are black or women of color. It's Correct. Like, it's just the optics. So, it's the optics. So Michelle's crop of men, uh, there are more black men than I've ever seen on the show. I, I also really hated that in the first episode... Like, at least five of the men were like, I'm biracial, too. Right? Like, <laughs> but that's, you like, know. Like, so? You right. want a cookie? Because we didn't know Michelle was biracial until we met her parents. Because she's one of the, you know, regular biracial people who don't greet you with, I'm mixed. 
I'm six five. I'm a six five Blasian. Right. I I believe Michelle identifies as a black woman with a white mother. Um. So she she looks great. Like I always thought Michelle was a very beautiful woman. She's a um. She's lost a bunch of weight, but that's not what it is. Because honestly, I thought that she was curvier in that season and she's just like very svelte now but her face her skin like she's got a deep tan she looks very sexy and i have to say that like they were pushing the fun teacher vibe for her in that season so they've turned the sex up on her which i understand i understand why they did it but she's like so fucking beautiful like i have the biggest lesbian crush on michelle and she like it's athletic, so she be hooping and shit. I'm like, I can't. She be hooping these niggas up. Yeah, I thought you said you hadn't watched it. I watched the first, uh, the first episode. Oh, okay. I watched, <laughs> I, I watched forty minutes of the first episode, and then I had to turn it off. And then I saw a clip of her like scoring on, posterizing somebody. Yes, yes. I I haven't. Um, so I've been watching it while like playing on my phone and doing shit around the house. So I, I, I feel like I was trying to be half committal about the shit so I wouldn't get invested and get my feelings hurt. Woo, drag yourself, bitch. Drag Okay, like, my, I'm seeing my therapist tomorrow. Woo. Um, so now that I'm fully committed and I'm just accepting that it's going to break my heart and I'm going to get my feelings hurt and that's fine. Um, you know, as usual. I'll pick myself up and put my clown nose right the right fuck the back fuck on back like on. I always do. So that, and I do kind of appreciate that there are a lot of biracial men there, um, because they're doing this whole like, I don't know. I I always love when anyone is attracted to black women, period. So it's nice to see the men of color, whether biracial or not, be thoroughly excited and thrilled to to see this beautiful, wonderful human being. Now, can you just give me a a brief reminder? All of these men auditioned for the show without knowing that Michelle was gonna be the Bachelorette, right? Right, but if you, so if you are in tune with Bachelor Nation, there are always rumors, but I think this time they actually knew that it was going to be, so, so basically they like, are always accepting applications. So the premise is faulty as fuck. You can just apply to be on the show no, not knowing who is going to be the next person. But if you or anyone you know watches the show, we know probably in the last, you know, six or so people, one of those people is going to be it. So you know you have like a one in five chance of getting to date Michelle. Right. And... Now, here's another question that maybe you may or may not know. It's like, once you find out, or they, they have to, they must obviously have to tell you who the person is before you agree to come. Once they tell you who the person is, can you be like, nah, I don't want to go. Can I defer my application for another year? Or is it like, you only get one shot, do not miss your chance to blow? So, I, I think they do it differently in different seasons, but you don't always know who it is when you've been chosen. Like, some of them have been chosen, and then they tell them who it is. Ugh. And I'm pretty sure that, like, off camera, if anybody expresses any sort of reticence about who it is, I bet you they put that person on anyway for the for the drama of it. Because you can't tell me with this rigorous, rigorous as those application and interview processes are, that they don't know they put the fucking racist in the house. Like, they know. They just want good Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, that was, that was ultimately my question. That's, I think the thing that makes me feel really shitty and sad and like i'm not actually worried about her her emotional safety because it's like when you sign up for something like that you know that you're signing up you know that you're signing up for trauma you know that you're going to put yourself in a in a very like in an emotional crucible right um but yeah it's just like it feels so it feels so unsafe and i just like like Helen Baylor's grandmother. I just, I'm just, I'm just praying for her I every, think that they, every week. I think that they do try to take care of the, the picker, right? I think that they, they want everyone to believe 
that they care about this person and that this person has some autonomy and can make their own decisions. And so now that Chris Harrison is gone, there are two hosts, Tasia and I think her name is Caitlin. I think She's so. She's a former, they yeah. was the girls who was digging in, the, in that nigga's room and found his little playbook. Right, so like, tell me how you get through the process. So there's a guy on the show who, uh, Tasia. She's still on? Uh, I don't know. I haven't, I don't, I didn't see any other, uh, whatchamacallit, rose ceremony. I haven't really okay. been watching it like that. Um, I've watched the second episode, but I don't remember if they did a rose ceremony or who went home or whatever. Uh, I was like, oh my God. So, but she did give this motherfucker a rose. They had the information before he was given a rose and they let her give him a fucking rose. Right? Yeah. That feels, so he was discovered to be like prepared for the show like he had all these notes on like how to get the most screen time and how to make it to hometown or whatever and he was just like trying to say that he never watched the show so the women in his life gave him these guides in order for him to be on tv which is like totally possible but understand that you're not here to be on tv fuck with your mama and then say who cares if they want to have a watch party every week you're supposed to be there to quote unquote fall in love with michelle why the fuck you lying my god so they Stop let her, they, they, so they did this thing where they snuck in to the guy's rooms or then they sneak in, they popped up on him, which, which don't pop up on me. And then, um, told the dude to get out while they went through his shit in his room. And for the most part, everybody was fine, but then they found this dude. So like, to me, they knew this shit and they wanted to just have a compelling television moment by having them discover it on camera like that's so fucking lame to me yeah i i mean part of me is even like is he in on it did they tell him to like leave the binder out because yeah i just so that like that stuff makes me sad and worried about her that they're gonna like make a fool out of her but i just hope i hope she falls in love yes and i hope I hope whatever I, I know. I know you said because you are like an actual card-carrying member of Bachelor Nation that bachelorettes tend to be much more successful in like choosing long-term partners than the bachelors do. Well, I wouldn't say that. I would just say of all of the people who are still together, more of the people are together when the woman chose, but it's still not like a lot. <laughs> it's, it's not great. It's not great. But odds. but they're ha- but they're like. 10 seasons behind so the even when you even it out it's still largely the women are more successful yeah i i i i just like in the words of jadena i feel like black people just need a fucking we need a win we need a win and i i think that the of course the season previews looked hella dramatical whatever and i I think that even if a guy came there and was planning on just trying to get on the show so he could become the bachelor or whatever, Michelle is so fucking beautiful and charismatic and just like a great person that I believe she's winning all of them dudes over. Yes. I also, I saw that there was another uh, light-skinned man from her hometown mm-hmm. who go- who ghosted her in the mm-hmm. IGDM. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Is he still there? Did she send his ass home? I don't know. Like, I only saw one rose ceremony. I was going to catch up tonight, actually. I think I'm like two uh, weeks behind. I did see her go on them dates, like that basketball date, and then she went on a date with this man who, like, I think it's his hair that I'm not quite skeeting. I, I think it is something about just like all of the, and I don't, I don't mean to be prejudiced Uh-oh. when I say, <laughs> not prejudiced, say this, <laughs> but it like, it looks like all of the white men are trying to devour her in a way that makes me feel really unsafe for her. Yes. And like, there's one like gray dude there who's trying to be like down and cool. And that's, you know, Rachel ended up picking that motherfucker on her season. The like the Italian like the Italian dude who was like feeding her cannolis and shit. I was just like, ew, ew, ew. This is gross. Like yeah, colonizer, optics, no colonizing. Optics. 
But you know, I'll say this. Michelle, as far as I know, I haven't fucking gone and looked at the stuff for the show. But you know, if anything is out of pocket, you'll see it on the timeline. But as far as I know, Michelle didn't make it her duty to tell America that she wasn't um, required to pick a black person. So I, I, I actually think she I think she might actually like I think and 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 and, you know, this is with my like Ph.D. in psychology from Oxford um, <laughs> that <laughs> she has like she seems to have a very healthy relationship with her black parent. Mm-hmm. Unlike Matt and James. He, and he seems to have a very healthy relationship with his own blackness. Yes. Um, and, and also, so does Michelle. Yes. And, and I think, you know, like being black, like the identity of blackness is not just limited to like political activism. So we'll see. But also Lauren is very connected to her blackness and she wound up with a fucking six foot five ginger What's their oh, child name? But they, oh, but they fell in love. Um, they didn't see each other. She didn't child, know camera she, was white. No, she knew instantly girl, that she camera knew that, was she white. She knew camera was a white. But I feel like that to me was what you want to happen on the Bachelor Bachelorette. You want somebody to just give in to the process. I'm here to fall in love, and this is the person that I fell in love with. And I feel like with Rachel and Matt James, they both were like either heavily influenced by the producers or using this as an opportunity to date the men that they normally date or date the men, women that they don't. So it's like either opposite day or whatever. Because Matt James tried to tell us that he dated black women and I just want to know why he would lie to us like that. That shit is verifiable. Why would you get on Al Gore's television and lie to these people like that, Matthew? And that shit pissed me off because they had the most black women ever. They were all gorgeous, successful, wonderful oh my women. God. What was the, the, the girl with the short, the, the shaved cut? Oh, she was kind of an asshole, though. She ended up being kind of mean. But she was beautiful. <laughs> yes, she was. Chelsea, I think. Yes, she, yeah, was, she was gorgeous. Stunning. Yeah, and I felt bad because I think that some of those women started to have feelings for that young man and he I don't think he ever intended on being oh even open to the possibility of choosing another black person no no and you know that's okay I I think it's also too like I don't know <laughs> again I declare a moratorium on vulnerability <laughs> and, <Baby>. and, <laughs> and and openness Baby, what does your therapist have to say about that? She can't be pleased with that. Actually, she said, mind your motherfucking business, is what she said. Well, fuck her. Um, No, she, you know, she's, she's like, if you need to take a moment to, you know, check in with yourself and recharge emotionally, there's nothing wrong with that. Absolutely. Um, I'm also speaking in hyperbole. Which I never do. Um, <laughs> right. Lies. Um, no, but you know, like the idea of falling in love is such a huge risk because, like, it could dead ass not work, or it could like work and be beautiful and only last for like a month. Like, right. there's no, there's no like society, societally agreed upon understanding that a relationship. <laughs> is only successful if it lasts forever. We got to like, thumbs down from the control room. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck all that. Garbage. <laughs> Falling in love is wonderful. I am so glad that I'm li- finally living my truth so I get to do it more than once. It's fine. Uh, you know, it's 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 a great hobby. Um, <laughs> it's the it's the staying in love part that's a yes. fucking drag. Yes. It's not a um, drag, though. That part's beautiful. If you get to a place where, oh, God, let me not. Because I'm going through something. <laughs> anyway. Uh, I, so, yeah. So, I, I'm just worried about her. Same. And I think it's, like, a very scary process. But I'm I'm rooting for her. We're all rooting for her. Same. Same. The end. Super same. Unlike, unlike Robin and Juan. <laughs> I was rooting for them, but then I'm like, oh, they don't know how to communicate. Rob, look, Juan was like, why are you bringing up old shit? Like, are you okay, Juan? 
she's allowed to bring that up. Also, like, if y'all still go together, these issues affect your relationship. It's Forever. Like... Until they get resolved. <laughs> it's not like a men in black button where you could be like, yes. He really rolled up the window on her arm. I was so disappointed. Like, you can't talk about you weren't there for our children when they were infants and then you're trying to shoot the club up. Like, right. Like, I am triggered, my friend, because the last time I was in this situation, <laughs> your ass was not here. And now we're, like, 13 years older. So I'm really going to need your fucking help and also like when is the wedding Juan never <laughs> when when is when is the wedding Juan we Dixon? just started, because... started talking about Real Housewives of the Potomac y'all um so here's my thing about that though he gave her Morganite <laughs> okay you're what you're not gonna do <laughs> they're not getting married <laughs> As a bitch who regularly buys jewelry on eBay. <laughs> and like, no shade, because if somebody really wants to like marry me, I don't need a diamond as my center stone. I want an emerald. But so I'm not mad at her for choosing Morganite. But what I'm telling what, what so I, I am telling you, he's not going to marry you. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> he's not going to she's look no no why would he I, I, there's no reason they're fine they just bought another they just built a fucking gorgeous ass house together they don't need a, they don't need a wedding well that's the other thing too is that like i think everybody a lot of people are very primarily concerned with like what other people think <coughs> giselle <coughs> She would be the last motherfucker I would be consulting about a marriage. At all. At all. Second to last. My mama very last. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, My my father very last. Yeah, I know. But I think, yeah, Robin and Juan just need to mind their own business, raise them damn kids, and just keep being happy. With or without a damn wedding. Right. I mean, I, I can understand if she like. No I can understand if she like really, really, really wants a wedding. But I know Robin is older than me, so unless she want to be hella pregnant at that wedding, they better get cracking on one of them things. Like, get it crackalating, do the math. Um, <laughs> if I make a thousand songs, you will not be able to move your ass. <laughs> um. So. The only couple of things that I wanted to say about that episode, because we'll be here all fucking night and you got shit to do. Um, I really dislike Candace Dillard Bassett. Um, I mean, she's a bully and a menace. And then the way that she called Michael out for white privilege while always perpetually acting like a white woman the irony, sis, with standing next to your white husband talking about somebody yeah. being white. Yeah, I mean, it's also like on that on that long on that trip that they went on. That trip was like really a lot. I do not like G at all. Yeah, he but was like gross. all all this talk about Chris's brown penis. Like I'm just like I'm okay. I'm I'm okay. I mean, they do be it's brown an image. sometimes. It's it's an image I never needed to have in my mind. What, so I'm that, what okay. she's doing is, and she does it quite a lot, is she wants to portray herself as a proud black woman, which I'm sure she is. So she's trying to fit her white peg. Thank you, half hour. She's trying to fit her white husband in the black peg, like trying to yeah. you know reinforce that she's an authentic black lady. And her He's husband. bald. He yeah. has a beard with some salt and pepper and a brown in it. Dick. He and got hella you know, kids. It's adjacent. That's the funny thing too. How Chris is like, why y'all always trying to portray me like I'm broke? I'm like that's your wife. She wants you to appear more black and in the worst possible way. I thought you said that's a Jason, like Jason Kid, uh, and I <laughs> was about to leave this planet. <laughs> Another octoroon. <laughs> I was about Speaking to of octoroons. Leave Oh my God, last week, because there was so much shit going on when we recorded, I didn't hear until you, until I was listening to the show when you were like, it's cigarette language. (laughs) (laughs) So dead. 
nice person. And then she's always like crying about some shit. Like, girl, you're just not nice. It makes me angry that like sometimes she's right about shit. And I just, I'm like. (laughs) I have not found her to be right like at all. I found her to be mean and like trying to get a catchphrase at the expense of people she's supposed to care about. Oh, she's definitely like hungry for a catchphrase because she's always, she's never going to be a center champagne glass housewife right. ever. Ever. But she's trying really hard. But I think the way that they, the way that like Robin and Giselle were picking, were ganging up on Wendy was foul. And it was. Candace called that out. Yes. And also Mia trying to like be, to take every position in every beef so she could be like, essential to the story of the show. I mean, but so is Escala. So is Escala, and nobody's calling her nosy ass out. Escala, stay with a opinion. <laughs> I like Escala. I did, <laughs> but then towards the end, I was like, oh, no. Like, she's she was mad because Mia Coffin broke. Like, you're the least broke one. Let the other broke bitches be mad. Y'all are yes. broke. Compared to Mia, compared... <laughs> y'all are broke. <laughs> compared to Mia, compared to the other Housewife franchises, y'all are broke. Like, I feel like... When I watch the other housewives, I feel like the brokest bitch in America. I live where these women live. I eat where they eat. Like, I'm not rich. I mean, Bravo is definitely picking up the tab on those incidentals. But yes, their houses look definitely attainable. Very attainable. (laughs) And And this is is not Atlanta. (laughs) Yeah. The the housing the housing budget is 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 very affordable. I know they all have more money than me, but they have the kind of money that I might could get. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like I could marry yeah. into to Candace's house. Oh, absolutely! Like with you my could, money you could on top marry of somebody, yes, yeah, my money on top of somebody else's money. I'm in Candace's house, period. Um, but you know, I. Uh, they showed the scenes from the reunion. And like, I, I started to warm again towards Janelle, Giselle, because I couldn't stand that lady after the way- Not that, Janelle. I know, uh, Gizmo, we call her on Twitter. But just the way <laughs> that she responded with the whole Candace and Monique thing, I was very turned off from her. And look, and look Bringing here, a motherfucking security guard to the damn and look down. And look at her at this reunion saying, if Mia would have popped you, I would have understood why. So because she let her hate, and thank you, Lauren, for pointing this out. She let her hate for Monique blind her to what all the viewers saw. Like, yes, you are not supposed to put your hands on somebody. No, you should not assault your coworker. But do we understand why she did it? Yes, the fuck we did. Because the bitch is insufferable. Yes. And, and, and you know, it's like, was Candace wrong? Yes. Was Monique also wrong? Yes. yes. But, like, do I understand why Monique fucking walked the dog on her ass? And yes, the and fucking... I wish somebody would have really connected with that bitch and maybe <laughs> she wouldn't be, um, ugh. Like, sometimes you just need to get punched in the fucking face. You wish somebody's soul would have caught on fire? <laughs> I don't know. I hate to be the, like, she need her ass beat because no one needs to be fought in. But, like, just the way that she talks to people. And, and I think Andy's going to address it in a more, like, you need your ass kicked way, like less ratchet. He's just like, how? How is the way that you respond to people okay? Like she, and then she started yeah. to turn on Chris. Like he not gonna take that shit forever. Yeah, and also like Chris is not here to fight your battles for you. And here's the, here's the one of the things I I actually appreciate about Chris. Here I go, caping for a white man like I always do. Like you always do. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't it happy loving day today? Uh, um, but I appreciate that Chris was like trying to build a bridge with Ashley and be like, hey, Ashley, I know you and my wife have beef, but I just want to say like, congrats on the baby. Like, good for you. Like, I. And then his wife uh, burnt the fucking bridge down with jet fuel because she's an immature, mean child. Yes. I mean, Ashley do be on some bullshit regular. Sure. sure. But Candace does not need to exacerbate the drama trying to like and be commenting a, on her list heel since we're saying things that aren't true i would be calling that girl 76 flavors of ugly every time she would open her mouth she would be ugly in a different adjective fucking with me because she gets to just say whatever we know it's not true so let me just say some shit that i know is gonna hurt your feelings because i know it's gonna hurt your feelings that's her tactic 
But also, if Mia called my shit low budget, I also would have said your mom was low budget. It was low budget. <laughs> <laughs> if I have to use the vehicle that I came to the venue in as the talent to be in the motherfucking video, your video is low budget, baby. Facts are facts, America. They were so shady when they did the little wrap up at the end. They were talking about Mia and G building a house, and they're like, it was not low budget. <laughs> yeah, G G makes me nervous. Like he's him telling creepy. her to shut the fuck up at the thing. Like I was just like, he's oh. real creepy. Mia, she, I don't know. She she reminds me of one of those people where I always have to wonder if she's lying or not, and I don't really like that. Well, I she I clocked her the minute she couldn't remember her the age difference between her and her husband. Right. Like I was like, girl. But she lies so much, which is fine. Yeah. I, I find her entertaining. She reminds me of like Karen in a way where Karen is because they're friends, obviously. Where Karen is correct, Z-A, but I just love her and I feel like she's harmless. Yeah. And I'm glad yeah. her and Giselle are trying to reconcile because. The thing about it is Karen misunderstood and she was real sensitive about that shit that she said to, to, uh, I was about to say Greg, may he rest in peace. Oh, not Greg. To Ray. But the fact is Ray said some, something really fucked up to Giselle and that needed to be addressed. But I'm happy I'm back. Ray Ray did not need, Ray did not need to put himself in that situation. Right. And what Giselle said actually wasn't that bad. Exactly. Exactly. But Giselle says enough horrible shit that I wasn't like, oh, poor Giselle, she's being attacked unfairly. Like, she done said some shit, so. I will say Ray had Ray had a good moment where Giselle broke her foot, and he was like, what happened to your foot? And she was like, oh, Karen messing around it. with Karen. And he was like, why did you miss her neck? <laughs> yes. All right, well, let's go. I have a let's whole get the fuck out of bunch here. of Twitter shit saved, so next time we'll just do an extended meanwhile on Twitter. I can't wait till I get home so you could see the cherry bowl. The cherry Or, <laughs> or okay. whatever people do when they're being emotionally available and intimate. <laughs> Go ahead, Pastor. Uh, this is the day that the Lord has made. But it is not the day for you to try it. Vulnerability is for punks. Bye. <laughs> Bye, everyone.